Shall we? And we live, baby. We live for the for the backlash recap between the mixed tag show and Wrestle Realm's own Brian H. Waters, Dwayne Allen, Miss Jenna, baby. Thank you for joining us. I should have been the. What do you mean? Thank you for joining us. Is this not my show? No, Uh-oh. it's not your show. We're not doing this again. We nah, just, just out here. It's just. I'm just like, thank you for joining us. Like, is, is my name not on this podcast? I'm. You're part. Confused. You're part of I'm, us. Like, oh, you're thanking them for joining us. Right. Yes. Oh, this you, is funny because I always hear y'all bicker back and forth when I'm watching your show. So now I, I get to like get a front row seat. Get front row seat. Of it. <laughs> I'm nervous. No, it's my no. first time. I'm like, wait a minute. Uh oh, is he? Is, I, uh, you got caught in the crossfire. No, because I'm, he he shows out. So you know, especially no, in front of I said new, us. like company. So I just mm. see. I'm treating yeah. lightly. I'm like, wait a minute. Let me let me sit <laughs> back. Oh, I don't. Man. You see how she treat me? Like I'm saying us, and I still got in trouble. Like I still get in trouble. I, I said us. <laughs> I, I don't know because you said thank you for joining, and I'm like, that's my show. Like. I'm gonna your join. Show. Hey. It's your show. We're not doing look, not in front of the company. We're gonna handle this. Yeah, we'll handle this afterwards. Yeah, we handle this afterwards. Okay. Thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for having us. Us. <laughs> me, me and him. Yeah. You guys, it's, it's very appreciated. Thank you so much. Hey, I'm, thank you. I appreciate it. Everybody have fun. Let's get this party started. Yes, indeed. See, they, see, yes, they put bro. us to shame. Like Brian, Brian H got the the titles in the background. <laughs> Dwayne is out in Hold space on. somewhere. Hold on. Hold <laughs> on. Uh oh. Uh oh. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Let's. Hold on. Are we bringing out titles? <laughs> yeah, because you were talking all that. So let's. There we go. Okay. Okay. I love it. <laughs> but I, I, st- I still got Sasha's side plate, side plates on it. She's not the champion, so but it's you know right. she's always it's my right. champion. It's, it's she's always right. my it's champion. Right. So Are I you getting Bianca's? You know what? I don't know if it's on the shop yet. Is it on the shop? Because I'll definitely I haven't get checked. Bianca's. Yeah, I haven't checked, but yeah. I usually wait for side place to go on sale. Yeah, so oh, I'm yes. not I'm not about to spend a hundred dollars. Whatever, I'm not about to spend a hundred dollars <laughs> on some side place when we get a nice little sale. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an owner without a title. Like I'm not the loot now. Like I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but you're in like a galaxy. Like <laughs> you're in a galaxy, man. Like I don't know, Matrix gonna make it. Type thing, so it's just like we have to do something. So we gotta look nice. I gotta. I gotta you got a door, you got a broken bell. Like, I, just, I, I, got, I got Biggie and uh, a, a Yankees phone hand. So I just had a time in my trunk. Oh, she like, got a Yankees phone hand. Oh, gosh. What happened? Oh, wait, hold up. Problem? Oh, because Baltimore, because Baltimore, whatever. Then we just hey, like, we, won, we won 10 to 6 today. But then we like the C- was it y'all won the series? The series? But, okay, so but y'all have high expectations. We rebuilt okay, it. So we like raw right now. Y'all smackdown. Hold 
Right, hold on one second. Well, where no, are you we, guys we, in the we, standings we, right now? Hold on, where are you guys in the standings right now? That, we're rebuilding. We AEW. Okay. Y'all oh, NXT. No. So then, so then you, <laughs> can't really, not... you can't really talk. You can't really right. talk to me right now. Enjoy the crumbs we give you. Exactly. Enjoy the crumbs we give you. I will I always celebrate a win over the Yankees. Just know that. A no. win. No. What was that, Dwayne? What were you saying? As, as, a, as a Baltimore as a... native, I'm embarrassed to be a part of this conversation because we stink. And I was like, you can't talk trash about a losing franchise. We, we've exactly. been rebuilt for 25 years. Whoa, whoa. Hey, losing is, franchises is... are franchises <laughs> number one. We've, we got three rings, and not, not the 27, but we're not a losing right. franchise. Seattle Manors, that's a losing franchise. They never won nothing. Mm, ah, you're countering the losing. Okay. But this is not about what? baseball. We can talk about wrestling. We can talk about wrestling. <laughs> yes, but there Go is flat. a Yankee phone hand because Yankees, New York, you know. New York, son. Um, okay, I won't go that far. But Yankees, yes. <laughs> um, so tonight we had uh, Backlash. I refuse to call it WrestleMania, WrestleMania Backlash. backlash. <laughs> it was funny because earlier stupid. on Straight Shooters, he wouldn't say it. He wouldn't yeah, acknowledge no, I, it. <laughs> because nah. where did it come? Where did it come from? Like all these years, has been called Backlash, and now we need to like like say WrestleMania. Right, a reason. What was the reason? Because you know you want to keep that WrestleMania name. It's it's a backlash. So usually it's the fallout from WrestleMania. Thing. So with Peacock, Peacock thing. Along, you, okay. know, like. you got to make these people familiar. It's like Jim okay. Ross said when they went to UPN. Vince was always in his ear. They, uh, promote Jr. Let him know these are new. It's a new audience, and this is a new audience on Peacock. So what's backlash? It's the WrestleMania fallout. So. Okay, that may that My, you know what that makes a lot of sense. If we WrestleMania Rewind, we would really hate it. I understood yeah. what Blue was saying. Like <laughs> we want the road to stop at WrestleMania. That's it, right? right. Exactly. <laughs> and now we're on to like SummerSlam and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And but your your reasoning makes sense, but it's still a dumb name. But the funny thing is, the funny thing is, my wife walked into the room and was watching it to the living room, and she she goes. Wait, I thought WrestleMania was done. What is this? <laughs> what is got WrestleMania up there? And again? then I'm and like, then it's it's just like. At the end of the day, wrestling fans are going to be the ones to watch it. I don't think new people that that are watch or have Peacock already to be like, oh, what's this wrestle? Like, I just don't see it, you know, enticing anyone. Doesn't watch WrestleMania, right? And it's just it's just one of those things where you know WWE tries something and then it's like then we never hear it again. So I feel like before they go throw a lot of things at the wall that us wrestling fans don't like, but that's what happens every time they get a new audience. They throw things, see what sticks, what doesn't. You know, it's that's that growing cool. pain. We we go dealing with growing pains right now. That makes sense. <laughs> so, it makes a lot of sense. So, so throwing stuff to the wall to make it stick. <laughs> what was that with this whole Army of the Dead sponsored match? <laughs> I, I was confused. I'm like, I'm like, did I miss something? I was looking around like same thing, <laughs> same thing. Because I was actually like hanging out with a friend, and then I was like, "Oh shit, I have to watch this." And I'm just like, "Wait, what happened?" Like I, and then I saw Batista like like his tweet, and I was like, "What did I miss?" So mm-hmm. I don't know. Typical WWE. So this is like it feels like this is where we're heading with Peacock, where a lot of these some of these matches are going to be sponsored by something. It's gonna affect the match in the way that they just did. Like when I heard Lumberjack match, I didn't expect to see zombies walking out to the ring. Yeah, sponsorship, <laughs> a sponsored lumberjack match. So I don't know. How did y'all feel about it though overall? First, it, it, it took me back to that horrible game called uh WWE 2K20 
that I'm still mad about <laughs> because you know they got the um they have that Bray Wyatt uh, and Finn Balor like uh, monster mode thingy on there, and I was like, oh, they really did this. It's like the video game, but it came alive. But <clears throat> overall, I mean, I know you know you ain't a big Damian Priest guy, but it made sense if they had to do any match. It made sense for it to be this one. I think if they could have got it in a more creative way and not give it a lumberjack match, but they would have been like in a room somewhere, you know, maybe if like Matt Hardy was still there, we probably may have enjoyed it more. Like, you know, like imagine it's being Matt Hardy and the fiend or something, but because of the right. two players right there, it made it just like, huh? It's yeah. just, it, it, yeah. Cause it was Damian P supposed to be like a vampire at one point in NXT. And then they took that away from him. And like, it just it's, not his, it's not really his gimmick and again it's just typical wwe is just like you know had we had they built like like i guess what's the word i'm looking for like from an built, no I, I feel like had had we seen this in a build like in like and they got us like warmed us up to this then it would be like okay this makes sense but then again you turn around and it's just like what is this right so it's just typical wwe just it's just they just try things without really giving us a warning and and it just looks stupid in my opinion yeah damian priest has probably gone through almost three gimmick changes and nobody's really even noticed it right exactly <laughs> because you know because exactly. originally when as punishment martinez he was kind of like this dark devil guy uh right. in, in ring of honor and he, you know he was kind of like tweening like it was like so why is this undertaker slash vampiro type guy coming in he was working with um you know, um, I forgot his name, uh, uh, Sullivan, Kevin Sullivan. Right. And it was right. like, you know, he was doing that rehash gimmick from almost 30 years ago. And then he got the NXT and he was kind of like this kind of like nightlife playboy type dude. You know, he won a, the North American NXT market champions in a, a high top tub with the ladies. And then he gets there and then all of a sudden they, they kind of transform into this archer of infamy thing that we're not really exactly sure what it is. But what it is, right, yeah. Right. But he's big and he can he can work and he's he's a new face and that's kind of WWE's logic. But you know, hey, I, this is this is the season that WWE's in. They're in complete rebuild mode. You know, this season's in professional wrestling, and you know, for us seasoned wrestling fans, we've watched these patterns over the years. And if it's not, it's been pretty obvious to me since WrestleMania that they've been in complete rebuild mode. It's like, okay, this is new star season. We gotta start either taking established stars and putting them in front of a new audience and putting them in new situations or we got to take these new faces and we got to build them to be, you know, kind of guys and girls that we're going to invest in going to, going towards the future. So that, I, mean, I think, I think the pay-per-view overall revolves around that. I think it's fine, but I don't think that you start that at a pay-per-view. I think like you had weeks to do this. Like you don't just spring it on us and just like, surprise, we're going to do this, you know? And I get, <laughs> you know, I get it. Let's just, it's, Let's build up stars and build up different characters. But you, again, like a random pay per view, and and there's no warning. I think that's right. I don't know. It's just it. I don't. I. It's typical WWE at this particular point. So, speaking of building stars, um, we got the whole Bianca Belair versus Bailey match for the SmackDown Women's Championship match. I felt was was pretty good. Um, we saw Bailey. Um, Bailey's becoming more and more infringed with her hair look, and you start to see the character, the ding dong, becoming more a little bit dark. I think, um, because she feels like she's been out of place. How did you guys take the match in? Um, I enjoyed it. I mean, obviously, you know, huge Bailey and Bianca fan. Um, they have right. they, and I've been saying this since um, 
before Bianca got into the main event uh, picture that her and uh, Bailey had really good chemistry. So it was just another, this was another match that just showed that. Um, and I agree. There's something like, even though I, you know, Bailey's hair looks great to me, but I get what you're saying. A lot of people are saying it's kind of like maybe like kind of a crazier look, a little, you know, a little like a little out there. <laughs> Okay, sure. Yeah, that's the word if you want to use. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's just I enjoyed it. I definitely, but obviously the the ending was a little bit weird to me. So I feel like this is not over. It just it just kind of sucks in the sense of okay, Bailey will pro- Bailey and her will probably have another match. But then again, who's up next, right? Because I I would think they'll probably do Sasha and her running back for SummerSlam or maybe even try at WrestleMania. I don't know. But I just feel right. like, what do we do? Like after Bailey, who's up next? So that's my only thing in regards to this whole feud. Yeah, I think um, ba- Bailey. Bailey has shown to me she's such an old school talent when in regards to her mind and her approach towards the wrestling business. Uh, I've right. noticed that it doesn't matter what situation you put her in; she's not the type to complain because she's not in the one situation that makes her look amazing like she wasn't booked right. at wrestlemania right but she was booked in this backstage role based off this this gimmick or this character that she's been developing since she's got away from the hugger gimmick and, and she shined in it and it's she shined and, for sure and it's like she, she, a lot of wrestlers these days will complain oh I, I was in the top spot now i'm not there anymore i should be there now but it's like well that when, when we watch so many old school things like i've been watching all the a e biographies i remember the biggest issue stone coast steve austin had was he said by the time I got older in age, there was no new stars for me to go against. So I couldn't, you can't do Rock and Steve Austin a thousand times. You need to build up right. new talent to kind of say, okay, cool. Now they're developed enough. I need new dance partners. And that's what I saw with Bailey and Bianca Belair. Like ba- Bailey's a top talent. And now mm-hmm. Bianca can, can get in these programs because at first she wasn't in those conversations. It was almost a four woman conversation, maybe five. It was always, it was always about uh, Sasha, Bailey, um, Charlotte. And um, Becky Lynch, and then you have Oscar. You know, if, if it wasn't yeah. involving those five women, you did not see them any major matches. Then it's like we've seen all those women kind of go at it, and we've seen some of these stories play out. Now we're building up a new one, and now it's like, okay, Nash, she gets to have a run of the gauntlet, and we can also revisit that same concept in the, in the other women's title match later on. But I, that's what I'm seeing now with Bianca Bella, and she needs those wins. She needs that rub. She needs those stories. And like I said, like uh, like Jenna was saying, I think this this isn't a one time thing. I think this is her chance right. to say, okay, let, let me work with Bailey. And 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 hopefully, as I'm seeing, Bianca has delivered and it's going to elevate her as a top talent. So when it's somebody else's turn, they can keep creating women superstars and, and they don't have to have these conversations about give women a chance and give them more time because they'll be seasoned, they'll be ready to go, and they're all extremely young. So that's that's the best part about nice. what I saw tonight, you know, Definitely. between yeah. Bianca and, and Bailey tonight. Yeah, I agree. Um, basically with everything y'all said, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing where they do go next. You know, I mm-hmm. think maybe there's a throwaway match with Carmella in the works as we get ready for Money in the Bank. Um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I know Hell in the Cell is next, so it will probably be yeah. Bailey again. That's uh, weird. It, that's another yeah, so thing. That's, that's weird. So that's another thing. Like this whole Hell in the Cell thing coming up this early in the year. I always liked it better when it's around Halloween time. Like towards the end of the year, closing out feuds, get ready for Royal Rumble. Like that was where Hell in the Cell like flourished. So to put it in the middle of the summer, it just seemed very awkward. And I was telling um Brian H earlier is like 
I'm not even big. I'm not a big fan of these gimmick matches as people views mm-hmm. like the money in the bank and so on and so forth because it takes away from the specialty of those matches. Yeah. So now you're gonna force a hell in a cell in the middle of the summer where there's not even any real feuds going on right now. Right. So what's what's being closed out? I, listen again. It's, it's just again. It's it, it with WWE. It's it, it's like you don't know what what where they're trying to go with these things. And I, again, I was with my friend and and I'm watching it and I see Hell in the Cell June 20th. I was like, what? <laughs> like, like <laughs> what's going on here? So I don't know. I don't I, know where they're going with that. I have a question. Do you guys think they're buying time until the fans come back or something? Because it seems like a lot of this stuff is rushed. And I'm like, well, what are, you, are you guys just trying to kill time and keep people entertained until you guys can get fans? Because there's been some changes as far as, you know, public interaction now. And do you guys think that has anything to do with the situation? I was thinking that, you know, because I saw earlier this week or I guess last week that apparently fans, they're they're aiming for July 16th in regards to having, you know, audiences back and whatnot. But I just. I feel like what it isn't hell in a cell pay-per-view that you want fans at. It's not. So that's, so I'm, I would say, okay, well maybe, yeah, they're doing that because they're trying to gear up for money in the bank and, and mm-hmm. SummerSlam and all these different pay-per-views. But then I'm like, but hell in a cell is, I don't want to say a, a huge pay-per-view, but it's a pretty popular significant. Uh, pay-per-view. Significant. Exactly. That you want fans at. So I'm, I, I don't know. I'm confused as, Again, with the June twentieth thing, and again, I agree with you, Blue, in the sense of like I I find that to that's the type of pay per view that goes with Halloween because it's like that creepy, scary wow, type she thing. With so me. I would uh, <laughs> don't don't start, do not start, don't 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 do that, do not, do not. But, but to your um, point, I, but I yeah. hope somebody made a, somebody made a comment. I, I hope this means they're gonna bring Halloween Havoc to to. Around Halloween, yeah, time. I said that on Twitter, but it, it, they it, right now Extreme Rules is penciled in. It was your tweet, yeah, know. yeah, but they might switch it. You know, I mean, I know that's been an NXT thing, so uh, Halloween Havoc that is, you know, they did the yeah. whole thing around Takeover. So yeah, but yeah. if it's a, if it's been an NXT thing, it's just like, well, how does WWE just swipe that? I don't know. It just it. Mm-hmm. You know, NXT I mean, doesn't matter to WWE. <laughs> they yeah, take their things all the time. <laughs> Yeah. Pay no acknowledgement to it. Yep, this is the first time we ever did it on WWE. Forget what we did <laughs> at NXT. <laughs> so, what's some other things that uh stood out to you guys tonight? Lashley, um, man, really? Oh, go yeah. ahead, sir. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, the triple threat match. I'm listen, I'm shocked, and I but I'm it's a happy shock that he still is the champion. You know, it's representation matters, as we always say, and it's 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 nice that they're still rolling with him so i'm i was definitely for it no i really enjoyed the match i kind of liked him going away you know getting thrown away for a bit and then at the last minute coming in to get the win uh yeah you you really see it like we um mentioned this Dwayne mentioned this on the wrestling realm now podcast that you see and lashley get this run you know and this is the pattern and you know to see him get a singles match uh singles victory over drew and Strowman, and then beat both of them. You know, I think mm-hmm. this is huge, and we're getting the Lashley run that perhaps you know people wanted years ago. Years you know? ago, so, yeah. 
Yeah. And, but it is the thing, like you was about to, you was uh, talking about, you know, surprise to still be a champion. With him being the champion, it's kind of like you taking it as a win every time because for <laughs> by him being a black WWE champ, it feels right. like yeah. at any given time it. they can take know. it away from him. They can, they can that, and that, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like when, yeah, when Cena and Orton had their runs, you knew okay they're not losing this one. But you right. you know Lashley every time he defends that championship, it's like nervous. Okay. Yeah, wait for the okie doke. Yeah, wait for the okie doke. Exactly. Because we thought, I remember having this conversation with someone, and they were saying that, oh, Lashley is just like probably a tradition, um, transitional champion, and right. that you know they wanted Drew to win it at Mania in front of the fans, and I just didn't understand that because it's like, well, why he already won? Why does yeah. he need to do it in front of the fans? So it was just I, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it on a random Raw. He lost it, but they're still rolling with him. And as they should, because listen, Lashley and, and MVP together has have been phenomenal. And I just really enjoy their partnership. It makes, you know, Lashley looks legitimate, you know, dangerous, like as he should. Like, mm-hmm. like if you look at his stature, it's like Absolutely. Yeah. It, there's no reason why this man doesn't have a few heavyweight uh, reins under his belt. So. I'm I'm very right. So I'm very happy that he he retained. I think the match was twofold in a lot of different ways because I think um, having Strowman in the match also helped him because he kind of got that rub. Strowman is a guy that's a former Universal Champion, but he got to really be in a match um, and and going up against two, you know, one former WWE Champion and the current WWE Champion. I think a lot of times when the WWE takes these um, familiar faces and they put them in these type of matches, it's trying to condition us to look at this guy as a main event guy. And uh, they, you know he doesn't necessarily have to win the title, but for him to be in that conversation, it only it only gives you more buying time power to help continue to push new guys and create new stuff. You don't have to keep building and building from scratch because you have these you know very believable characters like a Braun Strowman, as big as he is, he's another guy that has that type of stature. And then for him to be in that match, and then he had that time with Drew McIntyre to kind of get in the ring, mix it up with the former WWE champion because he's still relatively young in, in terms of what we consider the business. And then to right. have, you know, Bobby Lashley still look dominant because he beat both of those powerhouses at one time. I thought that was a good wrinkle, you know, and, and it, it seems to me it continues to further this season of, okay, let's create new star season, you know, in WWE, let's create new main events. Let's start moving guys up. Let's start, you know, because the, these are going to be your money makers once you go into fans coming back, you know what I mean? So I thought that was For a nice sure. wrinkle. Yeah. And on top of going with what you said, it, because I remember watching wrestling, right, specifically in the 90s, you just mm-hmm. had multiple options in regards to heavyweight or main eventers, right? So, yeah, it, you know, you want to build up multiple, you want to build up multiple guys like Lashley, Strowman, McIntyre, and whomever else. So beca- so it, it doesn't become stagnant at the top, right? Exactly. So you have Absolutely. formidable challengers and champions. So I definitely agree with that. Amen, indeed. That's but- big facts. Mm-hmm. But with that, it's like, who's next for Bobby Lashley? Because as we've seen with Raw, Raw hasn't been really developing much contenders for any of their champions, to be honest with you. Coming from the tag team titles, the women's championships, to Bobby Lashley's champ title, um, he's been dealing with Drew since February. We're in May. Like, <laughs> and most yeah. likely they're going to make him either have him go against Braun Strowman or Drew at Hell in a Cell. So it's like, yeah. when do you... Like when do we start developing actual threats for Bobby Lashley to look even stronger going into SummerSlam for the match I've been waiting on against Brock Lesnar? 
<laughs> that's that's the writing team's fault, man. Because the crazy part is, you don't have to do you don't have to do that if you provide exactly strong enough stories that last a long time. Where exactly. that's, that's that's we've watched wrestling for a long time. There's there's more than one story than just a title contender, title holder, right? Yeah, we've we've right. seen guys that have been and girls that have been champions and have been have had complete feuds that have had nothing to do with their titles. Right. For, for those for. For these spaces where you may not have somebody else available, you have to build up somebody, you could be killing a situation with a good, legitimate storyline. Why don't you revisit some of the stuff with the Hurt Business? Why don't you have a Cedric Alexander or, or Shelton Benjamin or somebody else think they can contend? And most likely, Bobby Lash is going to squash those guys. So one, those guys get attention because they're involved in, 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 a, in a reputable story. Bobby Lashley looks dominant as champion. It's almost like I have to take care of this bump on the road until I can find my next contender. Who's next in line? But it's like everything right. is it's like you guys it's so stagnant it's so a plus b equals c in black and white it's like man this is you guys aren't developing enough stories <laughs> tell me like we've got that we have that with roman uh roman reigns being a, a, as the head of the table the focus has not been on who's going to challenge roman it has been the right. story that they have developed for this one guy but you mean to tell me you got all those people backstage writing these stories and you got one story for one guy that's probably the best story in all the professional wrestling right now, outside of you know some of the stuff in other promotions, um, you know the Kenny Omega stuff, and you know like it or love it, it's something different. It's a story. It's not revolved right. around who's going to carry the title, but it's around the superstars and their individual stories. I'm waiting for a Bobby Lashley story. What's his individual story? Not just he's dominant. He won the belt. Now he won the belt. Now you don't know where to go with the guy because he just beat two of the biggest behemoths on the roster, and, and now yep, he left. Right. Where, where do you go from here? Yeah, and this is you know. Ever since what's his name, uh, AJ went back to Raw. It's like AJ is a, le a legitimate, you know, main eventer, right? And it's just Easy. like okay, yep. but you've had him like again in the in the tag team, you know, division or mid card, and it's like that's someone that you can see. Okay, well, let me have him it's challenge. Yeah, it's believable, right? And I, I, outside of AJ, outside of uh, Drew Braun, AJ, I can't think of. Anyone else that will look like you know what I can challenge uh Brock Lesnar? I mean, Jesus Christ! <laughs> take, take your time. It's been a long day. Take your time. <laughs> it has been. Um, Bobby Lashley, and be like, you know what? That guy can beat him, and 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 they win. did. His name was Jeff Hardy, but he just lost to Jinder Mahal, and I love Jinder. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, yeah, it, but Jeff Hardy, like you have to like. He's been missing. Yeah, this is not Jeff yeah. Hardy. Of when was when we the last time he won uh, the WWE Championship in like twenty ten nah, or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. nine. This, I believe. So I'm not looking at Jeff Hardy right now. But you know what? That's the guy that's gonna beat Bobby Lashley. That's the threat. That's, that's fair. That's the threat. No, I'm not. Yeah. If you want to do gender, cool. But like, but you got to build it now. You got to build mm. it. Exactly. That's a perfect time to wake up Kofi and say, "Look, man, you never got your sure. title shot." You know, it's time for, you know, like Xavier Woods, like, hey, man, it's time for you to go get your belt back. You know, we can forget about those tag team titles right but now. That, but that's the problem because they're still talking about the belt. Like, like yeah. that, it's, it's always going back to the title. It's got to be something that's more to talk about than the title. Like, what's give me something fresh so until you can, because while you're buying, if you give people a good enough story and we watched it with Roman, no one has counted how many times who has contended for the Universal Championship since he's had it. Because we've been more focused on how he's been treating his cousin. We've been more focused right. on his relationship story, with, yeah. with his relationship with Paul Heyman and then Paul Heyman's relationship with his family. And why we sitting there going through the timeline of history, like, man, I, this all makes sense. Cause he did work with the, with the wild right. back in the day. And, and all that time, guess what? Who, who challenged for the universal title? Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. yeah. That's, that's, 
a story, and I hate to say it, it's almost turned into what we consider old school wrestling because we grew up in the 90s where everything wasn't necessarily revolved around the title. So in some situations, the title became second nature, and I think that element right. is, is missing right now on Raw specifically. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I it's there's a lot missing on Raw. This, 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 this <laughs> right. I, I, a lot. It's just like it's like there's a lot. Like that show has to be like gutted and like get new writers and just again, start from scratch. Again. Like again, yeah, and they rebooted raw like five times. Yeah, I just, I, you know, what's crazy? Go ahead. I legit asked, no, go ahead, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, no, it's fine. (laughs) This is great. I like you guys. This is so. I legit, we asked Jenna like on Mondays, (laughs) on Mondays, I asked Jenna after raw is done. I asked Twitter, like, should I watch raw? And I constantly just get told no. I'm like, you said like, right, yourself up for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, dog, you know, like, no. Right. Nobody tells me, like, it's literally nothing to watch on Raw, basically. I'm going to tell you, yeah, tomorrow. Just because. Yeah, just because. Just let him sit through it. Like, three hours of, like, Like, y'all made me waste my time. Waste that man's time. <laughs> Multiple to screens. Me, like, you put on something else, right? You know, you play a video game or no, something. No, I watch it at work, man. I, when, there you I go. Paid to watch wrestling at, at this point. <laughs> I, I get paid to watch wrestling <laughs> at work. <laughs> that's, I'm not missing any more time. That's, that's one heck of a job, right there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, like my but, kind um, of gig. <laughs> you know what's the crazy thing about backlash as we or as we're going through the show is that we're missing a lot of key people that wasn't on the show. Randy okay. Orton, Alexa Bliss. Um, the tag team champions for Raw, like there's a lot of things I was missing for a backlash of WrestleMania that we're not even touching on. And yes. it's like, when when do these people start coming back into play? But I also I think I don't know. It's because we we've noticed since what since I forget what pay per view, but it's been shorter. Like it's last year's SummerSlam, right? Yes, yeah, since last year's SummerSlam, it's yeah. been condensed. So I think that's another reason why you didn't see all these different. I think they just picked the really major um, storylines, and I'm okay with that. That's why, because the, the idea of backlash is like, okay, the continuation, like yeah, what absolutely. happens, at, yep. right? So I like let's pick the key matches, and then ideally, I would think, okay, we got that out of the way. Now let's how do we build these other storylines? But you know, with yeah. WWE, that's never the case. So um, head on the cell next. We're going to Hell in the Cell. And, yeah. and normally with Hell in the Cell, it's kind of like to kind of finish off feud. So it just seems like we may just have Bailey and Bianca at, at Hell in the Cell. We'll probably now have we'll start new ones in Hell in the Cell. Yeah, exactly. So we're not getting new feuds that are, that are starting. So that's, that's, you know, again, another thing that, like, is throws me off, but. Yeah. That was that was very key what you said. Like that's that and, and 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 the reason a lot of wrestling fans are kind of disgruntled is because they don't understand um that concept. But like to me, you can always tell a seasoned wrestling fan like Jenna because she said something of the importance of we all know backlash is that this is I call these the in your house pay-per-views. These things are yeah. not to be monumental moments, these are to carry you to the next situation. Okay, this is what we've been building up for about four weeks on raw. This is how we're gonna solidify it. This this is the the star making time. You have your big mega match, something to make a name for yourself. Now we carry this on to the next story, and yeah. and then you and then they have enough stories like she said that was left off that you can kind of recycle and flip, so we can leave this alone and transition into this. So that way something's fresh for the next pay per view. And um, right. I, I think when you look at it that way, it's easier to embrace it because you kind of enjoy the wrestling by itself instead of the. Yeah. 
the proverbial question of where is this going? Because we ask that question a lot and, and it's, you know, necessary, especially the way we consume wrestling in, in today's generation, you know, how because we, we have so much at our fingertips. But I think that that is so important that many people really need to understand when watching certain things, because it, we're not children. We, we go into it with the expectation that should be different versus, you know, a, a new a new eyes to the product from Peacock, Hell and WrestleMania Backlash and Army of the Dead sponsorships and things like All that. Right. But it's almost like a big toy commercial. Like, look, I, I, like it's like in TV when when, they, when I, I found out that they made certain cartoons just to sell action figures. And my, as a kid, I thought the action figures came from the cartoon. They're like, oh no, we, right. literally, we literally created an entire show so we can sell action figures. And that's that's kind of the feel of these type of pay-per-views. So I thought that was like that's cra- tremendous work. Yeah, And, and like you cool. said, like, it's, cra- it's kind of crazy because we, we've trained ourselves to know that uh, Ray Rumble was the start. It's yep. the most of WrestleMania. Yep. Exactly. And yeah. then from WrestleMania, it's going to be SummerSlam. From SummerSlam, it's going to be Survivor Series. In the recent years, they've they've tried to make Money in the Bank to be one of the major pay-per-views. We yeah. never really bought into that. Mm-hmm. But we also count Hell in Cell as the pay-per-view that they should be counting into <laughs> Big Five or whatever the case may be because that should be the end of the pay-per-views. Right. So now when you start mixing things up like this, so the people that's coming in from Peacock to watch the, the product, they're going to be confused as well because they're like, yo, this is kind of what's happening you know what i mean like you don't yeah. have that timeline anymore to, to, to try to help yeah. get certain storylines over but you know what but if you i mean if you i was gonna say that um <clears throat> thinking about peacock thinking about this new audience right what's one of the most replayed clips in wwe history mick foley falling off the cage right you know so maybe they're trying to figure out okay like you said kind of jump starting to sell because they might not think they can hold on that long to a hell in a cell. So it's like, all right, well, y'all seen Mick Foley. Y'all see this clip all the time. Let me show you. We're going to give you a whole night of hell in a cell. You know, like I said, it's a lot of throwing stuff at the wall. But, you know, this is something I just thought about. And I, that- I again, I get all of that. But in my opinion, we look at the I don't know if you guys pay attention to like viewership. It, they're, they're literally struggling. Right. So I, I highly doubt like i get the mindset in regards to that but i highly doubt and sit there like there's new viewers that happen to turn on peak i'm like oh wwe let me watch this i don't i i genuinely don't believe that we're they're getting new subscribers you know if anything wwe is losing subscribers because you know people just have have tuned out when it comes to wrestling it's not what it was back in 2016 or 2010 or 1998 or you know what, what have you so i just think i i understand that mindset but i just don't think that's it's smart business because at the end of the day they're not bringing in new people they're not when yeah, ratings not. reflect that we saw i think i think i don't know if this is like the um i don't know if the actual ratings are in they probably are in now but for smackdown they barely um were, were over two million raw of all shows that's been you know it's crazy to think at this point that they flagship show the flat or it used to be the flagship show right that it's one point one point eight million like imagine like this was that's a time low. where this that's low there was a time this show was i again i was talking to someone about this in 2016 it was four million people that were watching it and then before that six seven eight like and, 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 now, and we call and we call 2014 a bad year. Like it, like Russell right. wasn't really great in 2014 <laughs> at all. At, it wasn't. At all. It wasn't. So to see to now that you barely and I understand like we have it's it's we live in a world where everything is like you can Business. catch things on yeah, yeah or you can catch things on streaming. On demand. Yeah. 
right. So you don't have to actually watch and people probably D DVR it like I do. Um, but still, it's right. You know, it's That's why they call it on Cena. <laughs> Cena, oh but I, is Cena gonna bring it? <laughs> is he gonna bring back two million, three million? I don't know. Gotta, like, he, like he gotta bring. Gonna bring in a viewership for Wipeout. That's what you're gonna do. Yeah, Raw's wiping out every week. There you, go. Right, you know, you know, you know what the freaking problem is, and I, I, I don't mean to get all fired up on your show. This is my first time being as a guest. Yeah, no. and I'm, a, I'm, yeah, gonna, I'm gonna say this the first the time. time. I'm gonna say this for the first time ever on somebody else's show except my own. You know what the freaking problem is? It's Peacock. I do not like WWE Network being on Peacock. <laughs> I, I do don't not either. like it. I don't. <laughs> you know, no one likes it. No one because likes it. When you freaking turn on Peacock and you say WWE is not the network, it's a section. Mm -hmm, and if you're not yeah. paying attention to that section, first of all, it's a lag, it's a delay. The way they set it up, it's just like WWE content on Peacock. That's not going to make new people come in and say, oh, look at Peacock. Peacock is, is not making any money off the network. The WWE network was special. The network by itself was like, oh, this is like the Netflix of professional wrestling. And if you didn't right. like what was going on today, they had documentaries. They had all these different specials on, on the on the wrestlers of yesteryear. That's how the network used to pull people in. They said, look, you don't have to like it now. Just come watch the old stuff. And then every time you watch right. the old stuff, every commercial you saw was about the new pay-per-view or something that was going on. I'm like, that's how they tried to pull people in. So even if you were disgruntled about it, at least you went to the network to be disgruntled about it. I'm just going to Peacock. And you know what I do when I can't flip it and, and flip through? I turn it off. I tried to watch Two Dudes with Attitude five times and it kept freezing up. I said, I'm done. I had to watch this another day. And I've never, I said, I really don't like this. I said, I, 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 I was being reserved about it at first, but I'm like, nope, I'm not for it. That's the and issue. Then going to your point, literally, again, I'm not home. I'm at my friend's house. So I was like, oh, shit, I got to watch this pay-per-view. I have to type in WWE right. as opposed to with the network. It's okay. This is WrestleMania backlash. I can just hit it and it's live. You have that, like you said, the lagging. Scroll the fact up, that scroll up to find you it. You got it. I I think <laughs> now that the, with the older episodes, I think it's like heavily edited. You can't screenshot or, or, or screen record. And now we we definitely at one point was relying heavy on that just to you know put content on your page. We can't do that right. now. So it's just like it's a lot of know? red tape around this this whole deal. Um, for me, it's like you said, like starting up Peacock on my cable TV, it takes like three minutes for it to pick up. Man, <laughs> like what? the good to get to it, and then two, like I was telling Jenna on one of our past episodes, like I was trying to find the Big E special that they did, and I couldn't find it. I don't know how to look for it. I don't know if it was under twenty four. I don't know if it was like under whatever else or whatever they be like the three sixty right. or three was it? Like I couldn't find it. And with Peacock is making it even harder. Like that interface is terrible. Like, oh, you can't you can't rewind. Like if I'm watching an actual pay per view, I can't rewind. Like I have to live. You have to, I guess, literally wait till the pay per view is over, and then when they re air it, then that's when you can rewind and fast forward. It's just oh yeah, start from the beginning or or continue like continue watching. Like you can't even do that. No yeah, more. you know, I know this is a, a backlash recap, but you know, they get some backlash <laughs> must. Yeah, that's a setup. Exactly. Um, but was there anything what? else outside of that? Was there anything else that stood out in regards yes. to the pay-per-view? The main event, Roman Reigns and Cesaro told Roman. a story. That was a very good match. 
I wasn't expecting much. He started off slow. And, and, and let me disclaim, I'm not the biggest Roman fan in the ring. Like his in-ring work is not really impressive to me. Like it's nothing wrong right. with this. It's not, not like on Roman stuff. But it's not saying. like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, like, I like to watch Cesaro wrestle. Like I watch his matches on main event, you know what I mean? On Superstars right. and back in the day. Like, you know, but I got in the, I, I'm watching it and I'm being with an open mind and it starts off slow. But as the match progressed, I was really watching Cesaro and Roman just kind of like, secretly unleash this chemistry between each other that you didn't really know was there or you didn't think that their styles of wrestling would match up very well and they found a way to make it work and i said man it's a shame that all this great wrestling has been wasted on peacock but i'm not gonna go back to that <laughs> and cesaro so I, it's cutting I'm, a promo against uh peacock. Like, i got fired like I, I'm, I'm sorry i didn't mean to but i just it starts coming out my chest i just gotta let it out cesaro it out. i just gotta let it out it's, it's healthy that way to watch Cesaro go from being on main event to being in the main event, he yeah. showed why he he belongs in that conversation. Um, I I was okay with the match. I was okay with the loss because it made sense. It progressed. Right. It it shows that it wasn't a one off. And for a guy like Cesaro, that has always been a one off type guy because he's going to give you a great match and he's going to go away for a while and there's nothing really for him. It was good to see that the ending of the situation because if you saw the finish, it ended. With um, you know, Us uh, uh Jay Uso coming out and he had to get his revenge. That's a story that's being told because they have history. Right. Because Azara went through him to get to the head of the table and he wanted his revenge. And to watch the head of the table in character watch the right hand man pick his bones, it wasn't over then. So Zaro gets up, right. and then just when he's taking enough punishment and abuse, here comes Seth Rollins. They tease a face-off between him and Roman. Seth Rollins is in a Chris Jericho-like phase in his career where he's starting to reinvent himself every time we see him. Yeah, right. yeah, he smiles, he, he teases it. They wait, facial expressions. Randy and talks about that psychology. They pause, he laughs, gets Roman out of the way. He starts beating on Cesaro. I'm like, man, these are top guys that I was excited enough to see that Cesaro is going to stay in this group, stay in this conversation. He's not yeah. fighting in the pre show, he's not fighting in the you know, the battle royals. He they're like Cesaro is going to me, he's going to end up having a, a Daniel Bryan like run. The fans are going to be so behind Cesaro by the time it opens up, man. Mm -hmm. When he finally wins that that first world title, it's going to go. It's going to pay off. Sometimes that long build pays off, and I'm like, man, if there's one thing they did right, and they did multiple things right, that I had no problem with the pay per view. I thought it was a fun pay per view. It did its, its job, but I, you know, I, I've been always curious to see how Roman can can carry new faces and and how he's going to interact well with guys that can really work in a ring but cesaro is just that good i mean everything they did from their facial expressions houses how uh, roman reigns sold certain moves how cesaro did like it, it was very bret hart ish and like i said we were talking before we got online but bret hart and Shawn michaels are my all-time favorite wrestler 1a 1b no order bret hart was one of the guys that said okay i have to reinvent you know during the the, the new generation of professional wrestling in that 90s era when hogan was gone and you know transitioning wcw when the business was down as a whole he said look the fans have been programmed for almost 10 20 years for to be the big monsters like i had to reprogram wrestling fans to get used to a different type of professional wrestling and that was the storytelling that was the psychology that was the work in the arm work in the leg and, and for us, we, we loved it as kids. It, it may not have drawn a lot of money, but the business was down. That's not on him. But we had to get used to that style of wrestling to be the new standard right. in which the WWE kind of operated. And I saw that tonight with Cesaro and Roman Reigns. And it's, I was I was pleasantly shocked because, one, I didn't see a whole lot of – I like the fact that Paul Heyman doesn't get involved a lot because it kind of lets the guys in the ring tell their own story and doesn't have to be a well, one yeah. guy cheated – 
they show Cesaro being bested by Roman Reigns in a way where Cesaro looks strong, where the way that he beat Cesaro, it took that to take out a gladiator like Cesaro. And that's how he went out. And then for them to come and pick the bones afterwards, I said, man, so Cesaro was in for a huge face run. I mean, I, and, and, and I was like, man, this was really, really good. And, and especially for us older wrestling fans, you want to have those small moments because we don't get them often because we're older. It, it, we're not kids, you know. But to have those those throwback moments, man, it, it, it means the world to someone like myself. And I'm sure it, it meant it meant the world to a lot of other people that have been Cesaro fans or fans that it, it showed that you could still have that style of wrestling match and still be able to draw because you had your big name and they, and they wrestled two completely different styles. But they found a way to make it work. That's the ultimate professionalism. In this, especially in a WWE match, I mean, it, I've not seen much wrestling that was better than that match in in the last month, two months, whatever the case may be, from any other promotion or around the world. So, yeah, I mean, with with going with your point, Cesar, like me being at WrestleMania, right, and I just mm-hmm. remember um, how everyone reacted to to Cesaro getting his first win, his first WrestleMania win. It, it was yeah. definitely a feel good moment. I and I would love for, to see him. Like you said, I think they're building him up. Like is it, a lot of things WWE does wrong, but with this, they're building him up really, really good. Um, and like yeah. you said, it was a really good match, two different styles, but it worked. Um, and it just shows like the constant professionals that both of them are. And I agree. Like I'm a huge Roman fan, but I agree in the sense like I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, he's the best wrestler, in ring wrestler. No, I think it's right. just the overall package. But mm-hmm. Cesaro is actually one of those those superstars or wrestlers that can actually wrestle, right? And now the gimmick is coming together, and it's everything yeah. is like I'm on board, right? I just don't see as when you you were mentioning in regards to when the fans come back and when you know he'll win a. Uh, a world heavyweight title. I don't see him winning a world heavyweight title. I would love to see that. Um, but yeah. I just, when I was watching this match, I was thinking about the promo Roman Roman cut, I think it was on Friday or uh, the week before that. And he said, Fox doesn't want want to see Cesaro <laughs> as, you know what I mean? And it's, right, right, it, right. It, it, it was fucked up, but it's like, it's, you're like, you're like, well, mm, well, it's not like he's wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. Tell so it, it, show me the lie. <laughs> right. So it's just like, how do you build someone up like that who's 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 got the gimmick now, the wrestling style together, and everything is coming together? How do I? How do we as a company build this person to maybe eventually win the title, and then people actually be invested? At, you know, and he can bring in viewership because as yeah. it is, we see. SmackDown is barely getting over the two point whatever mark. Right. So, like, what if Cesaro did win? Right. Mm-hmm. Is Cesaro going to continue to bring in yeah. two point, two point two, two point three, two point four, or is it just mm-hmm. going to dip down? So that's yeah. my right. only concern in regards to that. But I do agree that again, it was a really good match. I, I wasn't that I was pleasantly surprised, but it confirmed that again, Roman is a, a, a top guy. Blue hates that. I know. Sorry. Oh, um, I, don't hate it. I, don't, I don't hate it. Um, I just hate. I just hate how it was handled. I, I like how it's handled now. I just didn't like the way it was handled before. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> and then Cesaro, you know, um, he's a, you know he's a really good talent, and it, I'm very very happy that he got his moment. I wish he, you know, in 
in another world, I guess he can actually be a heavyweight champion, but I don't think that's happening. So I mean, in another world, it can happen, you know, with the forbidden door opening. Um, <laughs> but with Cesaro, like we've always said, like Cesaro has always been the type, you know, to be in there and do what he needs to do. There's no surprise about that. Um, that's why Cesaro's section has been, been working and everything he's been touching is in gold in, touch of, in terms of tag team title, uh, mid-card titles. But like Jenna said, when it comes to the heavyweight title, when it comes to Fox, I just don't see it happening. And that's just, it's, it's sad, but it's true. Um, if it was going to happen, it was going to happen when he had Paul Heyman as his uh, manager, but that didn't stick. So when, what does Cesaro actually need to do to reach that level is, is the question. Go um, over the road. The raw, I was just going to say, does he go to the road? That's what I'm saying. That's the conversation we had, right? Maybe that's one of the stars you need to. And I can, and Bobby and him had a match, right? I'd be okay They're with happy. that. Mm-hmm. I'd yeah, be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby and Cesaro. So, yeah, like, that's probably me to go to Raw. <laughs> Sometimes you build up a guy to be a top guy just to switch him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and Brian, yeah. Brian said sure. Brian said something earlier when we was off air that actually made sense. It's like he was watching, we was actually watching the main event together, and he's like, yo, they picked the right guy at the wrong time. Oh, uh, that's so yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, shut up. Who's waiting on you guys to get in the in the, in the waiting room? Y'all, who's waiting on y'all? Um, well, I told you what talking. happened. I know, I know, I know. Uh-huh. I know. I'm just um, but yeah, like he said it's the right guy at the wrong time, and that's what it really is. Like Cesaro in the past could have probably pulled it off, but right now, when all this money's on the table with Peacock and Fox and everything that's surrounding WWE right now, this is not the right time to take a chance on somebody like Cesaro. Yeah, especially yeah. especially in rebuild mode, it takes time though. Like like mm-hmm. when, when you look at the rise of someone like Stone Cold Steve Austin, that it it happened. He became Stone Cold Steve Austin officially in '96, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the explosion didn't happen until '98. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it it it, it just takes time. '98 to '97. Well, well, a lot of people consider WrestleMania 14 that moment. A lot of people consider WrestleMania uh, 13 match with Bret Hart that moment. So I you yeah. probably could say '97. In all fairness. Yeah. I think well really I would out to me I would say Survivor Series 96 when he had his first when Brad first came back you know what I mean mm-hmm. but to but to be seriously considered you know after the whole Shawn Michaels was, was dwindling down who was going to be up next and Mike Tyson and the whole thing with Mike Tyson in, in the in the main event that bill mm-hmm. took about a solid two years from you know what I mean uh, or a year and a half or a year and some change like it it took time and it's like it's, it almost seems like we don't have the patience for a slow bill because of how much money is revolving around the way we consume content right. you got a sponsorship because Armin of the Dead pays that you got to put this on Peacock because they paid you a billion dollars yeah Fox has a say so and you know who comes on at this time and that time because of the sponsorship that paid for that check because we're, we're paying to see Roman so Sharma's going to pay you actually 25 million dollars for their commercial I guess it's all these other factors that it seems like gets in the way, but I mean, what? Uh, I, at the end of the day, I, you, you understand that WWE is a business, it, but at the same time, though, Vince has, has said himself, you know, he's apologized to talent. Like, look, I apologize because the system has failed you. I remember, he, I remember yeah. that's one of the things that FTR said. FTR said, look, we have no issue with what we're doing. We want to do something meaningful, and we weren't able to get to you about it. And he said, well, that's my fault. I apologize because the system failed you. You should have been able to go to somebody, but you know, you always have people with ulterior motives and their own ideas and you know, when the top guys in, in regards to a Vince McMahon or a Tony Khan or, or um, you know, or, or Scott Diamore with Impact Rust, sometimes it's not easy to have that conversation or to be able to get yeah. to the top person. So, you know, and, and, and it's, it's unfortunate, but, you know, I think these, they're so talented these days. I think they make the best of it and they give us, you know, what they can give us, you know, pinning the circumstances. So, 
it's 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 not a catch twenty two, but you know, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Sometimes, yeah, for sure. I have a question. I have a question. This this caught my attention uh, a lot. What do you guys think about um, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship with Rey Mysterio having the opportunity to work with his son Dominic Mysterio? And, and I, I'm asking this because I know you guys are well versed, and and this is probably the it's not the first time we have seen this. Uh, you know, the father son tag team duo working together but the, to me this is the most influential one i've ever seen because Rey mysterio has, to me has been the most the biggest superstar that's ever had a father-son combination that's been kind of not necessarily in his prime but this active and to right. work with his son right off the bat that he has kind of skipped the developmental process in regards to like an nxt they said look you're gonna have yeah. to learn to fly how do you guys feel about his role and that he's playing with dominic um, you know, in, in his maturation in the ring, him just getting started, and now these guys uh, winning the tag team um, championship match against uh, you know two 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 wily veterans in Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was literally thinking about that again on Friday. I was like, this kind of crazy that Dominic was able to yeah. bypass NXT and just be in the main. And listen, he, I we can I can say, or I, I don't know if anybody agrees, but he's. For someone that has been able to skip development, he's done a really, really good job. Yes, he has. Gonna, like he's, the, you know, I, I guess maybe it's because his father is Rey Mysterio. I don't know, but he's taken to it. Like obviously, it's in his blood, so it's just he's done a phenomenal job. I, you know, listen, I'm Rey Mysterio is obviously an all-time great, mm -hmm. and it, mm -hmm. at one point it was just like, what are we doing with him? You know, it, I, I always look at this like when WWE signs these legends and it's just like, they're not doing anything. And I feel bad for them. It's because Mickey it's James. like Sorry. Mickey James, Jeff Hardy, yeah. you know, it's just like, I, I, it's like, damn, these are people that were really killing it. Like back mm -hmm. in the day, these are all time legends. And then you guys are not doing anything. So at one point I was like, damn, I feel like Ray is, is I don't know, maybe regretting <laughs> resigning with WWE. But I really think that, <laughs> that this was like, like to do this with his son, I think it, I think it was really dope that right. they did that. Like, I, I would have loved a little bit more in the storyline in, in in when it comes to them. But I think it's really dope that like imagine like you're you you get to partner with your son and, and actually win tag team titles like you said against veterans like guys that's been doing this and pretty decent wrestlers at that. So it's just like I think that you know it's a pretty dope thing. I I, I just again where do we go? Because yeah. the tag team division in general has has, has lacked for a while, um, but that's, right. it's, it's it's very dope that they did that and they finally found something for um, Ray specifically. Oh man, I know. I yeah. tell you where we're going. This is going straight to the Usos, and I think what's going to happen <laughs> is that yeah. we, because you know it's going to be this family dynamic, and like you know, Dwayne was talking earlier about. The um, you know, everything being sent around the belts, but now it's going to become like okay, this dominant family type ordeal. Once we get Jay and Jimmy on the same page, you know, and eventually they will, um, you know, I think Jimmy will eventually. He might have some bumps in the road, but he'll eventually respect the head of the table. Now this puts Ray and Dominic, and then you imagine the beatings that Roman Reigns might just beat on Dominic just because or, oh or, or Rey Mysterio and make Dominic having, watch just because. I'm having flashbacks of the uh, Kendo stick and Seth Rollins. <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> oh, man. 
Like, um, Calvin, uh, Calvin De- uh, Davis, right, is actually on YouTube. How do you think they would treat him if he if Ray was not there? Um, I don't know to be honest with you. That's I'm pretty sure you would have to go through the development question, um, development parts of NXT, but right. off that little stick alone, he paid his due. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's what that was all about. Like, hey, you dudes, yeah. buddy. Yeah, if you're not going to like over oh, 30 something canes or something like that, like, yeah. like that was that was hazing on TV that he yeah, got in, sure. he made it. <laughs> but, yeah. um, yeah, I definitely like this uh duel between these two, uh, Ray Mysterio and his son. We've watched it's crazy because we've watched Dominic from WCW, you yeah. know what I mean? We yeah. watched this yeah. kid actually grow up, and then now the team with his, his dad, we always thought it could happen, we never knew if he really was into it. We've heard rumors like he's training and stuff like that, but to actually watch it on our TV, one makes me feel old, and then two, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. two, it definitely makes me like it's, it's a good thing to see because we know that Ray Mysterio has talked about riding off to the sunset very soon, and to have this moment with his son, I'm happy because Ray Mysterio gave us. In my opinion, at least me, a lot of great memories in wrestling. So to see him and to have to see the joy and having that kind of uh, moment with his son on TV, I, I'm all for it. Even though he's about to get fed to the bloodline, no, he don't yeah. look old either. <laughs> no, he yeah. doesn't. Yeah, you know, he doesn't like. You know, he it doesn't feel like. Let's just say you remember when Rocky Johnson came out there and celebrated with The Rock at WrestleMania 13, yeah. and if he would have been in the tag match with him, you know, he would have looked like. Oh, right, right, bet. Right. you know, Ray yeah. still look like he can go. Now, obviously, the yeah. mask look like brothers. Huh? Yeah, look exactly. Like, <laughs> like he put yeah, his father sure. on his back. I'm like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah for sure, definitely. Now he, I mean, that's that, what better way to learn the business? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we we talk about uh, uh, when I finally was able to watch that the uh, two dudes with attitude special. Um, <laughs> you know, on the WWE, we, we gotta, yeah. <laughs> I was I was able to listen to this, and, and I trust me, it, it's 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 all natural. I, I got a chance to watch <laughs> Kevin Nash talk about the dynamic between himself and Shawn Michaels. I know Shawn Michaels was you know similar to Razor Ramon, and one of the things he said, even because of tag champions and just kind of being his heater or his valet or his muscle was. He got to learn on the job. Like he got, to, he said, I got to have front row to learn these things and understand the psychology. He said WCW was was undergrad. He said WWE was grad school. Like I got that. I got to understand why Sean and Razor did spots right here, or why they sold in certain ways this way. And I'm like, man, as as a kid that has probably watched his father from the very beginning, idolized his father. And to be able to say, okay, now I can tag with my father and I can learn the business directly from him. It's not like he can talk to me before the match or after the match or I have to be going against him. Like, he's going to be right there with me. I mean, that to me is almost just it's going through developmental because, you're like I said, he's learning on the job in an accelerated pace. But um, mm-hmm. like Jenna said, he's proved that he can handle Like, Vince McMahon's like, no, I, there's nobody that I know that's had a match that is as good as you this early for someone that has just gotten started. And to be thrown into the fire, but to also – being a safe space because that's your father, but at the same time, he's going to teach you the truth about the business, um, the bumps and the bruises, and just it, it's. I don't think it's something that we've seen. Not on a national. I'm, I'm sure it's happened like, you know, regionally. You know, I, I know Machavan and his father. I know, um, you know, the Wyndhams, and then I know the the Hennings. They they've you know, all these father son type duos have rubbed shoulders at some point early in their careers. But it, like I said, to see this on such a big stage, I, it's, it's got to be a tremendous opportunity for, for a young guy. Oh, man. Uh, All right. Yeah. 
<laughs> He'll come back. I'm, I'm sure we get him back. <laughs> I, I'm sure we get him back. Um, but definitely, but real quick, I had a question. Oh, we got him back. You one second. Yeah, sorry about that. Wi-Fi went crazy. You good, you good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> But definitely, yeah, we haven't seen anything on, on this uh, on this grander as well. Um, but on a on a, from the same match, I have you a question. You don't you don't want him to finish his point? No, I, I, yeah, you can finish. No, his yeah, point. I mean that was that was that was the gist of it. I was just saying uh, the last thing I was saying was just to have to have him have that opportunity has got to be an amazing feeling. It's almost like it's almost seems like it's once in a lifetime. You know what I mean? And um, right, do, do, absolutely, definitely. Do you guys think he'll? Do you guys think that he'll learn more developing with with you know? From his father by his side, wrestling in and he's these marquee matches because he's a champion. He's not just on the card; like, he's a champion now. Versus <laughs> coming coming through the ranks of developmental. What do you guys think? In regards to Dominic, um, or yeah, yeah, yeah that, like like do, do you think that Dominic learns more just being thrown into the fire with his dad versus the old fashioned tradition of going to developmental, learning that way, and then trying to figure it out once he gets up there to the main roster because he's been. He's thrown right in there, but like I said, he has his father in his corner. Will he learn more that way, or do you feel like he'll benefit more from saying, "Look, I got my start early because I got the tag with my father, and my father's a pretty much a legend. He's a future Hall of Famer, and just tagging with him, I learned so much." Versus coming up through the ranks the old-fashioned way, or being developmental for a couple of years, developing the character, and then trying to get over down there, and then being called up one versus the other. Yeah, I mean, again, going like you said, like they're they're now champions together. So mm -hmm. I would I. Ideally, I would think that they have more matches with you know than what they've been having. So it's yeah. it's only it's only to the top. I would imagine in regards to just learning from not only from his father but just learning from other opponents because yeah. you yeah. are a champion. So again, ideally, I would think I would love to see them be in more matches and defend the title. But you know, again, how WWE's when it comes to the tag team titles, the division. Mm -hmm. So. That's gonna like we'll have to see, right? But I, yeah. it, it would lead, it would I would think that yeah, you know what? I'm tagging with my father. Mm -hmm. I'm a champion. I'm just gonna grow for continue to grow from here and be even better than what I I am because you know what I mean. But it all we all we have to see what they do in regards to this division. True. So. Yeah, I definitely see them. I see him learning very more so with his father hands on. Mm -hmm. um, like you can you can learn from other people in the in the developmental and you know build relationships like that, but that's something that you've been building your entire life that you're learning from. Like your dad knows how you can pick up things on faster or how to yeah. bring more things to your attention. Like this is this firsthand, and then again, like on the fly, and him yeah. being this good is like there's something that they've seen in him before they let this happen. Like you know, Vince not just put anybody on TV. Right. Might, they yep. they saw the chemistry from the start and saw that he'd be able to pick up early from his dad at this momentum. And this is what they trusted. And so far, it's been working out pretty good. Yeah. yeah no, that's sure. all, all great points. That makes sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. Definitely. Quick question, though. Yes. <laughs> Don't the Dirty Dogs remind you of, like, a great value version of Sean and, and, and Trip? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never thought about that, but now I can't unsee it. <laughs> Oh man, my mind is blown like, right now. I literally like it hit me when I was watching Bobby Roode and 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 Ziggler come out, and the way Ziggler went to the ropes and then Bobby uh, stopped in the in a ramp, he kind of did a lean back. And I was oh, like, Oh man, <gasps> oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> Yo, I I cannot unsee it now. Like I'm just like, oh, uh, snap. the great oh, Becky version of Sean and Tris. Bro, a better value. I I don't I don't. 
I don't like want to give them that. That's the, that's, the, that's the Walmart version. I don't want to <laughs> give them. I don't want to give them that. That bad though? You don't you don't even give them great value version? Like, no. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you, let me ask you a question, Jenna, because you're making no. a face. Are you fans of either Bobby Roode or Dolph Ziggler in any way, shape, or form, or have you ever been? Yeah, for sure. Okay. When remember, when, I remember when Dolph, um, Dolph, and now that I think about it, when he was with Vicky Guerrero, that was like. Mm-hmm. That was cool. When he remember when he he cashed in the money in the bank briefcase and and everyone that was one of the biggest pops that I've at least in like the you know outside of the attitude era and like the ruthless aggression era that was one of the bigger pops that I've I've witnessed or I guess on TV. Um, okay. And then yeah, so you know golf is cool. Bobby, I preferred his gimmick. You know the glorious you know the glorious like, on right. NXT. Yeah, and then um, when he was on with Impact, he was cool too. So I've I've been a fan, you know. But like again, when WWE tampers with uh, people's characters and then they don't do anything with them, you kind of just like yeah, whatever. You kind of just like the Stolen or tag team, exactly. And, it's like, <laughs> and, they, and then they become whatever. But you know, I've definitely like I said, I've been dirty dogs. Yeah, Dolph is has always been a, a good in ring uh, talent, good you know promo. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't trip a uh, uh, great value. Trip and Sean, like no. Do you ever think Dolph Ziggler will admit that he has been trying to look like Shawn Michaels for all these years, even though he swears that he's not? Oh, I'm not. You know what's so funny? That. That? I just told Brian this. So apparently. Sean already called them out on it. Sean, I, I forgot what uh, special he was on. I think it was a Brooklyn Scars or something like that. He, he and I think Austin asked him about that. He said that Dolph actually reached out to him and told him that it's like a, a montage to him. Like, a, and he told him like, "Yo, just stop doing it. You don't yeah. need to do this." <laughs> and he doesn't listen. And it's just like, it's, I don't know. You don't don't you remember when somebody called him out about it? Somebody's cutting a promo on Dolph. They're like, "Yeah, you just a low budget Shawn Michaels trying to come out here." And I was like. Somebody said it. Yeah, I forgot yeah. who it was. I forgot I what mean, it was. He down to the freaking uh super kick, you know. Right. Music is like the gear. I'm like, here's the, the thing: gear, the gimmick, everything, the ponytail, everything, everything, everything. I'm a Shawn Michaels connoisseur, so even down to his gear. So like, he tries to switch up and mix Shawn Michaels runs together. Like, so when he saw the win, the 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 finger book, the finger gloves, I'm like, okay, this is just early heartbreak, kid. Shawn Michaels, like, fresh <laughs> off right. the split from Marty Jannetty, because I remember. I wasn't a huge fan of him until he changed like around so like around WrestleMania 10 when he like really began to change his gear and his gloves and stuff started to match. And I was like, Dolph Ziggler, you're not fooling anybody, buddy. But he swears like oh, right. all the Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels is like, no, stop that. <laughs> so, <laughs> he stop. He's still doing it. I don't know. <laughs> Shawn Michaels is more of a fan of Adam Cole than he is of Dolph Ziggler. Definitely. I think he seems more than Adam Cole. <laughs> Especially being down in NXT, I feel like he, especially yeah. you get to work with someone often, I can see that. But at this point with Ziggler, you can't, it's like you can't teach a new, uh, a old dog, dog new tricks. tricks right? It's just like <laughs> he's yeah. just going to yeah. do it until just, he retires. Just, that's it. That's the that's that's thing. It's, just going to ride it out. Like, look, man, I'm already here. <laughs> Let me just ride this one out. That's right. And the, crazy, and the crazy thing is, is his little brother is trying to act like him, which makes it yes! even worse. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> he's, he's acting like early Dolph Ziggler on AEW. I'm like, wait a minute. What right. is, what is, yeah, what is he doing? This, 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 this is not a good progression. Yo, they say, is it Ryan, Ryan Nemeth, right? 
That's his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I said, wait a minute. He looks like Dolph Ziggler back in like 2009 or 2011, right. whatever it was. And I'm like, okay, so like he's giving up. I don't, I think it's hilarious. And I think he's doing it on purpose, but I could be wrong. Maybe. Uh, or or clearly, it has to be because like clearly you guys are not creative enough to come up with your own gimmicks like like it's it's almost blatant on both ends like we know you, you we know you copy Shawn Michaels it runs in the family your brother because you guys just want to play <laughs> plagiarizers people can get out of school for that mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> speaking exactly. of NXT speaking of NXT Rhea Ripley defeats Oscar and Shayla and Charlotte clearly by pinfall let me just stop right here for a second I, I say this every time Oscar and Charlotte Flair are in this conversation the match they had at WrestleMania, whatever it was, Brian kicked which one was it? 34. 34. He, al he always knows these things. The gist is, I, I thought that year, listen, he just, I just, every time I just kick it to him, I'm like, ah, and he just fills in and I keep it going. That look, match man. they had was a whole like, booklet on see, this. look, there it is. Look, I, I, wish, I, wish I, could do, I wish I could do that with Blue. He's just like, oh, give me uh -oh. shout out to my wife. Uh, just I Google, I Google, <laughs> yeah, I Google it. You and, said what, Brian? Shout out to your wife. What? Yeah, she just brought this home one day. It was like, hey, had this to school. I think you might like it. And I was like, oh, it's a WrestleMania <laughs> activity book. Talk about, so she bought you that activity book at, at the book fair? Is that what no. just happened? Uh, no. no. Tell the school. truth. Did, you, she, they, <laughs> did she have the book fair at school she bought you a Bro, book you like, know there hasn't been a book fair in a couple years because of COVID. You, 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 you didn't say when she, what year she brought it home. You just said just, she brought it home. You, 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 <laughs> Well, you gotta look at you gotta look at the cover though, because the cover looks fairly new. So show the cover. Show the cover. Okay. All right. So, so this was right before. Um, this is yeah. 2019. This is 2019. Yeah, that was okay, like 2019. Well, yeah. Sure. Okay. That's that's fair. I apologize. <laughs> but I, I'll say that match they had at WrestleMania 34. I said, man, that that yeah, arguably is probably the best match on the card. Um, and and. That, to me, they they showed what two experienced women can do. One is Charlotte, extremely talented, and Oscar, extremely talented and um, extremely experienced. I said, man, they really put on a what I consider a top level wrestling match. Not not a women's match. I mean, one of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen that I that I enjoyed. Now you have a former NXT suit that they're trying to, as Mick Foley say, strap the rocket to in Rhea Ripley. How do you feel about Rhea Ripley? Kind of coming up and now taking on once again it's the same situation i and i mentioned it before with bobby lashley um stroman and drew mcintyre where she's taking on two of the top competitors at one time beating the both and it's like okay on one hand you say shoot that that's going to make her look really really big because who beats oscar and charlotte in the same night you know in the same match but then on the other hand you can say well wait a minute they're too heavy like they're too big players why not take your time and do one feud and a second feud and go from there so instead of one one off now you got to pick who you're going to beef with okay well most likely she's going to go back to beefing with charlotte you know what i mean and then oscar's kind of left in the mix but oscar can be pretty vicious she always has been and usually in in, in years past she that's not something she would take lying down so what is your perspective like i said we, we all know they're in build new star mode so what is your take on Rhea Ripley, who obviously the, they're shining new toy. We got Bianca on one side. We got Rhea Ripley. They're the ones they're going to go. They're the next generation of okay. These are going to be our top guys for the for the women's division. You know, to 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 go with the four horse women, to go with the Oscars, and then everybody else that kind of fills in in between. Where does she fit into all this? And and how do you feel about her having such a monumentous win over two major players like Oscar and Charlotte Flair? I just I feel that it was bound to happen because hmm. we me and blue have this conversation often on our show in the sense of with oscar 
she's probably one of the most decorated champions ever. Yes, in the world. Yes, in the world. But at the same time, it's like she deserves so so much more. Obviously, when we look at her reigns, whether it's you know she wins a title, but it's it's outshined nothing by yep. it's nothing afterwards. Like Roy, when she won the Royal Rumble uh, match, what happened? Ronda Rousey came out, so it outshined her win. What mm. happened when um, TLC in the Triple Threat match in uh, was it 2019? No, 2018. 2018. And yep. 2018, and then what happened? Roman and Baron were fighting in the crowd. So it's always been like, yeah, Oscar, or even when when Oscar got the Royal Women's Championship, like, yeah, she won it, but it was outshined by Becky announcing she's pregnant, yeah. right? Yeah, so right. Wow, that's then, bad. I've never thought about then, all the stuff you said right now. Right. <laughs> so it's just like ever since she's been on the main roster, it's always been she's Dang. always been an afterthought. Even though us as fans know what her worth is, mm-hmm. but to WWE, it's like she's been an afterthought. Right. Even though she's given, right, she's been given all the accolades. Yeah. So it's just like I we already knew that she, Oscar wasn't gonna win this title, wasn't gonna win this title, and then with Charlotte, it's like the the like it was cool back in 2016 and even 2017 where it was just like maybe Charlotte might be the best women's wrestler, maybe I I you know as a Sasha Banks fan, no, mm-hmm. but you know uh, it was like they drilled that into our head where yeah she's the best this that and the third, so that wasn't really argued right. But now, as of late, right, people are just getting tired because of so many of, of her opportunities that she's gotten. So it was like, I didn't see Charlotte winning immediately either, right? So right, yeah. the other option would be Rhea, right? Um, mm-hmm, right? So I feel that it was a, it's a good move. Like, you know, it's different. But again, it just goes back to what our whole conversation, this whole, this whole show has been, okay, we... We're giving you this title, but who's who? Who's the next challengers, and and yeah. who are we gonna build up? So not only do you look like a strong uh, champion, but who who can actually take the title off you? That's not Oscar and Charlotte, because after mm-hmm. I mean, there's Shayna, there's Nia. I will say that their tag team run, I enjoyed it. A lot of people may not have enjoyed it, but I truly enjoyed Shayna and um, Nia as a tag. Oh yeah, team. I did. It was very dominant, as it should have been. Were, not even that they were dominant, but they had very good chemistry, and that they, yeah. I, I thought they were really funny. I, I don't know, I enjoyed. It. That I was they that were was the first. Fun. That was the first wrestling odd couple that that played out with women's wrestling. That right? and, yeah, and then it worked, worked, right? Yes, it worked. Did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So it's like okay, well maybe they can um, potentially one of those two can uh, face or challenge Rhea, but then it's like. Other than that, who do we have? Like we've been saying, we've been wanting Naomi to be in this position for so long. But it's always mm-hmm. the same thing. Um, so we know she's not going to be in that position. It's like I said, like what we've been discussing this whole show. Who do we build up so that Rhea can look strong and then that they look strong? So I, it was the right choice for her to win and, and to beat Oscar at WrestleMania. But now it's like, okay, let's continue to move this along. Who's going to face Rhea? Who's going who's gonna to step up? How is she going to look as a champion? Like that. So, yeah. Oh, excellent points. Definitely- excellent points. That's definitely uh, something I talked to Brian earlier about, and I told him like, "Yo, Oscar's in this match to take the pin, mm-hmm. <laughs> like straight up yeah. and down. Like it was, yeah. it was, it was blatant from the beginning. Um, and it's either it was gonna be Charlotte building up her numbers or Rhea Ripley. With Rhea Ripley, they actually booked themselves into a corner because that wasn't the the route they wanted to go to at WrestleMania, right? Um, so they kind of had to go this route, which they should have did last year when they had Charlotte beat her instead of having her beat Charlotte." For the XC Women's yeah. Championship, you know what I mean? Like 
that was the moment last year, and she lost momentum last year. She lost confidence last year because of the situation. They I thought it was in. some visa issues, though, like work visa issues last year. Remember with um, was that was at the mania. Yeah, because yeah, that's why yeah, I thought the reason. Mania. That's why I thought yeah, that but, she lost the title because they had they knew that was coming. Mm. Yeah, but then also you could have had somebody from NXT actually win the title. So if she ever comes back, she had a, a, a good chance of winning it back. Like it was no like having Charlotte, you know what I mean? Like stump it, stamp it out like that was kind of like it hurt. Yeah, and then it all together. It just goes back to what the point that I made earlier in the sense of getting. It's just like if that's the case, cool, we get it visa. But then it's like Charlotte wins, and then it's like here we go again. Charlotte always gets these opportunities. They just want to you know, beef up her title reigns. And it's, so it it's unfortunate that her loss came to Charlotte. So now we now we're all looking at Charlotte you know, again with like yeah, right, you yep. know. So yep. true. That's exactly what happens. I would yeah, like so to see Shayna go in though, you know, uh I think this we got to see a different side of her with her teaming up with Naya, you know, really see his personality. But I think those two got to have their feud within each other. You see Reginald's there and he's been he's been funny. I know some people didn't like him, especially because it felt like he was going to take over like Sasha and Bianca. But he's been hilarious. So I'm hoping that maybe he could cause some dissemination between them two, which will then allow, you know, them two to go to separate ways. Yeah, for I mean, sure. Anyways, I feel like I feel like this is the time for them to go their separate ways, regardless, because now you're not mm-hmm. tag team champions anymore, and you're not forced to be together. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like now you could go under your individual goals because y'all was never really an official team anyway to start with. Right. So just, I feel like all this the couple is, that had just worked. Yeah. Like, right. They just kept, they just so, kept winning. <laughs> yeah. As a shoot. It was like, well, we wasn't supposed to be together, but being the tag team, throw them in the tag team. Th- th- those that that tag team paycheck was kind of nice, you know. And now I, yeah. you know, you could easily create a feud within there. Like I said, obviously yeah. they didn't want to be together, but you know, I like you know, um, get big said on uh, Periscope, like you know, a feud between them two would be kind of interesting. And it's a story that Raw is like a story. It's a story. <laughs> yeah. It's a you know. You know, I know specifically on my timeline on Twitter, you know, I'm an advocate women's uh, res- uh, wrestling fan and, and others are too. And we want to see more women's storylines. So that's a, a storyline right there, not outside of the, the championship that we you can focus on. With the amount of women that's there, there's no reason. There shouldn't be at least three stories on Raw. And two women it's for on, sure, on yeah. you know you got three hours for goodness sake three hours yeah, that, that that's mind-boggling to me in the sense <laughs> you have three hours you telling me you can't fit a decent couple of storylines there's like, time it, it, right. there is time and then the same thing with smackdown again you know because this is went from backlash recap to just peacock dissing and, and whatnot <laughs> but you know when you <laughs> with smackdown it's just again like the whole you have two hours. That's enough time to get in a lot of storylines, but yet you focus on. Granted, it's a great storyline, but I don't need to see Roman, Jimmy, and Jay for 15, 20, 30 minutes to start off the show and then another match. And then maybe we cut to backstage. It's a two, three minute promo. <laughs> and then, and then, and then uh, the nine o'clock hour. You have the women, and then right after that, it's another segment with Paul, <laughs> Roman, and then to end off the show, it's 
Roman. It's like you have so much me. time. <laughs> yeah, you have so much time to, to, to allocate to different superstars. There's no reason why we can't find time for more women and, and other superstars in general. So. Yeah, shout out to Get Big Man from um Big um Power Up and Power Bomb podcast. Uh, but yeah, definitely like I, I feel like yo, this yo. Just, uh, took a whole nother turn. <laughs> this took a whole nother turn. <laughs> you gave WWE backlash for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. This, this has been exactly what I wanted it to be. This is one big party. <laughs> but but as, right. as as we come to the end of the party, we've come to the main events. Seamus right. Right. is old United States Open Challenge. Perk is ricochet. Disclaimer: <laughs> I don't like Seamus. I've never been a fan of Seamus. I, really? I, 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 I'm glad that he is using his main event status to work with younger talent as far as being United States champion. But I want to be fair <laughs> in regards to now. now let, let, let me give you my wrestling brain. My wrestling brain says it makes perfect sense because you you love the fact that a, that a main event talent like Sheamus is not being forced in our faces, but but he is working with guys like Ricochet because everybody knows that guys like Ricochet, the Riddles, uh, Cedric Alexander's, uh, Mustafa Ali's, those guys, uh, even uh, um, Humberto Carrillo, those guys are like the that they're, they're the workhorse, they're the young talent court. It's like, look, man, we're we're up next in about five ten years, maybe. Um, Right. But but to see those guys get the rub because it, and this it, as I say that it's crazy that you hear more tweets about you always say uh, blue should I watch Raw but I see more tweets saying no you should watch main event Ricochet and Ali was a bond burner because they don't care what they I do heard main that. event I've and I'm like you said a lot of talent say if you haven't seen it go back and watch it you know what I mean and yeah to see him working with those guys do you think Sheamus is the right fit because I believe he he of course he beat Ricochet uh, go figure um, do you think he's the right fit as United States champion to work with that group. And do you think that they are even in, even in losing, cause it's not about wins and losses necessarily. Uh, even right. in losing, do you think that working with main event talent, like uh, Seamus is good for the talent, like Ricochet and Humberto Carrillo and, you know, guys like Riddle and so on. So cause Riddle's now recently paired, he worked with Seamus. Now he's working with Randy Orton. Once again, same thing. He can one of the, the same gimmick, the odd couple tag team, but Riddle can learn so much from Randy Orton and Randy Orton clearly sees something he feel like he can impart and really that's going to help make him money at some point down the line. Do you see right. Seamus in this role now? Do you see him like, okay, cool. This makes sense for, you know, someone as talented and as as, as decorated as Seamus to, to work with these younger guys that kind of get lost in the shuffle, but they, you Ricochet got a spot on his pay per view. You know what I mean. So that's a win in his book, in my opinion. Which is random because I didn't. I yeah, like it is. It's and that's exactly and that's to me. That's that's why I'm asking because to me that's the issue. Once again, we we've been talking about it all night, but it's like okay. So do I say oh well, we're grateful to have him here, or do I say but then again, what does it really do any good because it is random and it's it random. seems like a one off. I mean, you know I mean, is Ricochet going to get his revenge or does it go back to who's the next young guy in the back that wants an open challenge? I don't know. Really, it's really what it comes down to. It's an open challenge. Ricochet, you know, he lost a lot of steam. Like he was hot coming out of a NXT, yeah. you know, and then they had the pairing with him and Alistair. And then after that, that just died out. Real um, fast. So, real fast. So I just, I don't and see then, this. And then Cedric during a pandemic for a little bit. Yeah, so I just yeah. I I don't see anything I don't see anything coming from that. Um, but I do like like Seamus in that in that role. Again, mm -hmm. like I don't 
I don't know if he we will see him again in like the main event, like you mentioned him being that type of talent. But right. yeah, working the mid card and working with younger talent. But again, if you're gonna work with younger talent or mid carders, it's like okay, how can we put if these are the next crop of superstars that are supposed to get you know bigger within the next five ten years? How do we put them in that position now so they can perform well and then you know because again yeah. you with Ricochet going back to Ricochet it's like there's no reason why at this particular point Ricochet is not one of your biggest stars. He's he's person he sucks on the mic, but he's personable. He, it's he, easy. He it's an easy character. He's just like that whole superhero. He was gimmick. a superhero. Isn't that what WWE has always been about? <laughs> so it's just like he get he can get over with kids. You know he has a great he you know he's easy on the eyes. So it's just like. <laughs> That's almost, I'm, I'm <laughs> saying, I'm not saying like, oh, wow, you know, but he's easy on the eyes. And, and you know, I did like, um, we got we to take you out now. No, I'm kidding. But. <laughs> <He came> to, <laughs> on my shoot job, I seen him with sick kids. Like, he's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people like him, him, yeah, him Braun, and Alexa Bliss and uh, Nikki Cross. Like, it wasn't just a, okay, I got to do this. Like, Ricochet was sitting there playing soccer with kids. You can market that. You know what I mean? Like right. he could be your next make a wish guy. Yeah. Right. For sure. I mean, I don't know if it's say. because he's not he's not a big dude, like because he's pretty mm-hmm. short. Like he's I think he's like five, yeah. six or whatever. And that's yeah. you know, Vince like yeah, he, big he, he's dude. He's little. Yeah. He's a little dude. So maybe that might be a thing, but it's just like I don't know. Like he that's one guy at least be a top mid carter for sure. There's I think there's so. no reason right. why he's not on top top of that particular part of the division. Right. So it's again, it's nice to see Seamus working with these younger talents, but where does it go? Is Humberto Carrillo gonna? Is he gonna? Is he gonna be you know next big thing? Is it gonna be Ricochet? Is it gonna be Riddle? Even though he's working with Orton right now, it's just like what does it do for these people? Yeah, you know. So great point. That's are, they buy, are, are they buying time for Keith Lee to come back and take the title like he's supposed to have? But is Keith Lee a, a mid carter at this point, or is he? He should be in the main event. I don't know what's going on with him. Is he is he injured or did Vince send him back? Or I've I've got conflicting uh, stories and it's all dirt sheets, so I don't know what's what. What do you guys I know? know I, all I, I know is that man is trying to get married. That's all. I was I was, I, under, know. I was under the impression that he was pushed too soon, or that he got thrown into the fire. And Vince is just like he's not ready. He needs more seasoning, and that's that's the last I've heard of it. And, and not like not a negative way, just that mm. Vince was very critical of him because it's, it was the expectation was really high. And they're like, look, I I see you have the talent, but it's frustrating me because you don't know how to put it together yet. So now I got to send you back down because I was ready to invest in you, and now I have to switch up what I was doing because you're not ready. And I know we we've heard a lot of previous or former WWE superstars speak on Vince kind of evaluating talent that way and, and we and we kind of touched on it a little bit with dominic mysterio you know what i mean right. um mm-hmm. but you know but they're kind of being careful and they're pairing him versus a keith lee that's kind of that was kind of thrusted into that spot and then it was kind of like we didn't know what his look looked like we didn't know who he was going to be he didn't know if he wanted to be kind of debonair we didn't know if he's going to be dominant because you know you, you don't want to have all your black guys look the same you're big you're black you're mean you're dominant it's like no that's we got one of those we had it in Mark Henry in one way, but now we have it in Bobby Lashley a different way. Keith Lee doesn't want to be, you know, a certain type of stereotype. Same thing with Big E doesn't want to be, I'm big, I'm black, but I don't have to be this way in order Serious to be dominant. all the time, right. Yeah, you know, 
But it's yeah. like, okay, what is keep? I'm I am limitless, and I talk like I'm reciting a sonnet, and I and it's like, wait, so <laughs> what, who is Keith Lee though? You know what I mean? And, and that's the right. question I ask when I see any new superstar. Who are you? And you, if I, you I mean, can't, yeah, yeah, no, sorry. go ahead, no, 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 go ahead, by all means. No, I was no, I was. The thing is with Keith Lee, we knew who he was in NXT, like you know, I, I, absolutely. Yeah, and but that's the, the thing. But the thing is, but the thing is that his him coming up to Raw hasn't necessarily changed in that. So the only thing that really changed was the music, his gear, which I didn't know if man's wearing a skirt or or whatever the case. But you know, <laughs> that was a, it was a very good impression. Um, you know, it's just we we already know who who. I felt we knew who Keith Lee was. And even when he came up to Raw, I thought he, he but again, I'm not, you know, CEO or the uh, owner of WWE. I personally felt he was doing a good job. But again, I don't know. Without, so, without, without saying too much and not overstepping batteries, it has nothing to do with Vince right now. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, Mr. Uh, Dave Meltzer. Okay, Sorry, let me let me not bring that name around here because you know, don't bring those bad. Mm. In, don't bring that juju on me, Bobby. Right? <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta get rid of the, that type of name out here. Um, um yeah. Oh, definitely. Like Keith Lee's, uh, def, def, Keith Lee has a great future ahead of him. Um, Blue's holding yeah, back. Really, look at him. He's on his back, like he's like, like you know. Um, but he's he has a great future ahead of him. He's very good in the ring. Like we like we said, we've seen what he could do in NXT. Um, and is he a mid card? That's a good question. He might be just good enough for the heavyweight. We don't know who's gonna go next with Bobby Lashley until he needs to go face Brock Lesnar. So that might be his next step. You never know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know Vince was looking for the next his next black superstar. Did he not push Lee before he pushed Bobby? Correct. Like really, like yeah. that. Yeah, he okay. did. That's what I was thinking. I just want to make sure my timeline was correct. Yeah. Like Lashley stepped in um kind of in a time because Lashley didn't lose for a while. He was undefeated yeah. since like I want to say October. So going into okay. the heavyweight title match, it felt like it was kind of pegged for him anyway. Mm. Um, so I don't know if it was a little step back from Keith Lee and you know want to build that up for those two later on down the line. Um, but yeah, the, it was Keith Lee first, and then Bobby just stepped in out of nowhere. It was like dominating with the U.S. title. Yeah, yeah. yeah after his program with Drew the first time, right? I think that was a not backlash, but it was at one of them pay per views. And and if yeah. I'm not mistaken, Bobby didn't get pinned when he lost the U.S. title, correct? No, no, it was be, no. Yeah, he no. was. Yeah, it was John Morrison that took the pin. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. it was supposed to be Keith Lee with the title win, but they mm-hmm. just put in uh, Matt Riddle at the last minute or Riddle. Yeah, 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 yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bro. Right. <laughs> Anything else to close out this backlash from anybody? Man, I, I'm gonna say, I first, I had a blast. I appreciate y'all That's bringing us all. <laughs> Jenna Blue, I, I love everything you guys really do. Like just even, I, even the intro. Like I, I for the intro. <laughs> this is, this is. You guys know your stuff. This podcast you, is is really like top. Like you know, everybody does this, but. Not everybody does it with the level of intellect and experience and knowledge and, and really unbiased because you guys give you guys you give your opinions, but you're fair, you know what I mean? So right. I, I'm, I just, I'm I'm biased when it comes to Sasha Banks. Other than that, yeah, it's are you <laughs> are you are you biased when it comes to Ricochet? No. Oh, just ask yeah, no, just asking. Just, I was just asking. I was just asking. 
if anything, he's, more times than not, I'm like, he's corny. But, you know, I'm just saying he has a good look. Gosh. That was a very unbiased answer. I appreciate that. Oh, okay. All right. That was Get out of here. But, that's um, <laughs> but it's definitely appreciated. It was, it was definitely a fun conversation with you guys. Absolutely. Definitely want to do this again. Mm-hmm. Um, we can yeah. go on your show, Wrestling Realm. You know, oh, absolutely. Oh, hey, yeah. oh, of course. Absolutely. That's already in the books. Yeah, we just... <laughs> It's all about logistics at this point, but we yeah, have yeah, to take the space where you at though. Yeah, we, oh. we have to have the space that you're in. This is usually my visitor space. Like usually, like but the studio space is a lot more conservative than this. But this because, is because clearly my uh, Yankees phone hand is a problem with with someone in in, in this in this in this show currently. So uh, right, exactly. <laughs> I'm not pointing at anybody, but you know, right, exactly. Hey, I'm um, just saying. Let me let me let me be happy that New York sports <laughs> is like it, it is dominant currently. Give give me that. Let me Finally. let me just. I, I want to see the Knicks go to the finals. Let's go. Oh, let's go. I, I, I would love a Lakers going over in four against the Knicks. Oh, <laughs> you're making the playoffs. Why are you, you talking? Why get we in a playing you game? <laughs> A weird, you might not even make Lakers fan. You still not in the playoffs, though. We don't have a team. You don't, you well, you the DMV area. No, 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 we're not in the DMV. We in Baltimore. You got the DMV is anywhere you can get in a train. That's lower Maryland, DC, upper Virginia. Okay, but Baltimore is in what in what state? You tell somebody from the DMV that okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> get I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you come down here and tell somebody that in Baltimore. Yeah. Like, what? I'm sorry. Because no, or, or even DC. They will tell us. Y'all ain't I apologize. I apologize. I'm sorry. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. I was like, look, no. No. I'll say it. I'm sorry. My fault. I have no but idea. Yeah, y'all not even in the playoffs. Y'all, y'all got to play in to get in. Like, we'll, are y'all going to even we'll win? Yeah. Who y'all, ain't y'all playing Golden State? Yeah. That's oh, right. God. And I'm are a we, Warriors fan. And you, you guys are All we got to do is win one game. And if we lose that, we play in the second. And then we can win that. Personally, it probably would be better to play Utah than um, the, the Suns. But either way, I mean, CP and LeBron in the first round. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, I'm not, a, I'm still trying to get used to this whole playing thing. I just, if you're one through eight, it should be you're in the oh, playoffs. Yeah. And it what? makes sense. Yeah. It's just, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, All I know yeah. is Knicks clinched. <laughs> no, that's that's a big deal though. I was I was like, good for the Knicks, man, because it's been a struggle for a long. It's been time. a struggle. It's been eight years since we've been in the in in, in the playoffs, and then prior to that, it was just a whole shit show. It, it's this is why we always say the Knicks will always be you know the team of the city or whatever because people try to big up the Nets with all these signs. No, we don't care. We nah. it's about the Knicks. No, about no the Knicks. I've I've seen a lot of diehard New York Knicks fans. Like it's it's almost separate. Like Burrow's apart, but it's like goodness gracious, the Knicks fans are yes. like Knicks it, it, night and day, night and day. Yeah, it, it will always listen, be the, the team of New York. Yeah, it, it's listen, and it's like it's kind of like if if when they win, whenever they win the finals, it's gonna be like how the Cubs won the World Series. Yeah. It's gonna be yeah. like absolute yeah. pandemonium. And I yeah, will be there. New York is going to be lit. They ever win a, an NBA championship? Are you kidding me? Especially fresh when, off the pandemic. When? Man. Oh boy. When? Man. When? Exactly. We got to put it into into, into the universe. I just hope it's not as long as the Cubs. 
No, that's that's what thirty something years. How long? Probably, how long? Look, I mean, it's been thirty, it's forty the years. Same. The Cubs. Yeah. I'm saying, it's remember the Cubs? No, it was not. like a hundred years. So I'm saying, I hope the Knicks don't you, have to wait that long. It might as well be a hundred years. Hey, look, that's a, hey. I feel that way about the Orioles. I tell people all the yeah, time. I'm a Ravens it. fan. Right. I'll trade in both Super Bowls to get one or- World Series <laughs> win for the Orioles. So you know, well, I listen, I, listen. I I need my Yankees to win win something too because it's been since 2009. It's been a while. It's been a while. At least you can say that since 2009. We still right. 19. <laughs> 19 I've never seen it. It was 83. We've been a 19. We still a 19 something. At least you in the 2000s or somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, sheesh. But definitely, guys, it, it, it was great to have you on the show. Um, Thank you. Plug in your podcasts, plug in your social media, everything right now. This is your platform. Brian, All right. Take it away. So you see right there on your screens, <laughs> you can follow us individually at Brian H. Waters. Follow him at Dwayne Allen 24. We'll talk wrestling. Me, you know, I'm going to talk whatever that gets on my nerves that day. Or in Young and the Wrestlers doing the day, of course. Uh, and then argue with Blue about whatever we triggered about. Uh, <laughs> but also, you follow too, you argue with Blue too? Because I don't know. Like <laughs> you too? Oh, so it's a family affair. <laughs> it's a family affair. Got it. And uh, follow us at Wrestling Realm. Um, on all social media platforms, subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're on Apple, Spotify, you name it. We there celebrating 10 years. Make sure you check out the Wrestle Around Now podcast uh, as we tend to uh, have fun each and every week. And then, of course, uh, our latest show. Uh, what was it? Um, shoot, what was our latest show? It was something about, um, oh, Dwayne's top five belts. His top five belts. Uh, and, you know, so make sure y'all check that out as well. Top five I got a video game show coming out soon. I think I'm top, top, top five belts. Top five world championships. They, it was the it was the winged eagle. It was mm-hmm. the big gold. It was the um, previous generation IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. It was um, the current WWE Championship at four, and I believe it was the NWA domed globe. Those are my favorite like. Looking top five world championships, a lot of honorable mentions, of course, but those are like the one that is the main ones. Those are my favorite world titles uh, of all time for a lot of different reasons. I, I think I believe I go into it on, on the episode, but mm-hmm. I, I, I think I go into good detail about why um, aesthetically I, why, I like those belts, why they're my favorite belts, and you know, kind of what do they mean to me as a wrestling fan over the years. So it's it's, it's definitely a fun watch. I think everybody, anyone who's a belt collector or belt fan or you know, you, you, you can definitely relate to, you know, why I go into what I go into. So go check it out, please. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right. All right, guys. On that note, we'll catch you next time. Peace.